Blog Talk Radio. All right. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Yes, today we're talking about healthy bones. That means uh, the structure that holds you up. Let's make sure that you're strong and healthy forever. However, we're going to delve into intrigue, mystery, everything on how uh, the population was convinced that osteoporosis is a disease affecting a, a huge percentage of our population. Uh, so now, how come us as an animal species is afraid of our bones being thinned? Or are we living too long? Or What's the real cause? So what I'm doing now is I'm going to give you solutions first. That's right. So we're not going to go into the the real cool stuff, the like uh, what what causes it, what destroys it, but we're going to go into the cause and solutions immediately, right at the start. So your bones are brand new every about three, four years. That means every cell in them is brand new. Now, this is hugely important because uh, realize that there's some there's dynamicness to them. There's a dynamic aspect that the body is always self-healing and self-regulating. So what causes weak bones? Because when you're looking at all the animal species on the planets, you're not going to see an antelope fall down because they broke their hip. You're not going to see a buffalo or a bear fall down because they broke their hip unless they're sick and deficient and toxic. So number one thing, lack of use. If you do not use a bone... Okay, the body, there's a law called Wolf's Down Law. Bone is laid down where it's needed, resorbed where it's not. So if you realize that that breakdown and absorption is vital to the function of uh, bones, so that lack of function is, or that lack of use, will cause a weakening of the bones. Medications. So what what causes weak bones? Lack of use in drugs. See, the body, um, calcium is one of the main components, but it not, it's not just calcium in the bones. You're looking at multiple different minerals, boron, selenium, zinc. I mean, all the different minerals that are inside of bones, these are what maintain the integrity of the bones. But medications tend to acidify the system. And so the body's going to go to the bone bank to withdraw calcium to regulate the pH or to regulate the pH of the blood. So if you're being poisoned by medication or if you're taking medications uh, such as blood pressure or antacids, things that alter your digestion uh, or, or how you process nutrients, your blood can become toxic. Now, toxicity is another cause of weak bones because the body is always going to go, if you have an acid or acidic basis in your blood, the body is going to go to the bone bank to withdraw some calcium, which is a positive ion, which will start to alkalinize the system. And nutrient deficiency. It's interesting, but when you look at nutrient deficiency, milk does not do a body good. In fact, high milk consumption causes the body to lose bone density, not increase it. So those commercials, I hate to say, uh, are actually wrong. So now what causes healthy bones? How can you have healthy bones from the moment you're born until they finish fully forming between 18 and 25 and to have strong bones when you're 80, 90, 100 years old? What The number one secret, you've got to use them. 
okay, and eliminate unnecessary medications. Now, using them, think of this. Walking is one of the best exercises. Vibration plates will stimulate bone production. Uh, eliminate unnecessary medications. That means unless you've had an organ transplant or, or type 1 diabetes, you can find the source of why you're taking the medications, eliminate them, and you're going to be a heck of a lot heck healthier. And then decrease toxicity. Now, it may not always be, uh, you may not always be able to decrease toxicity, but, uh, you know, you can eliminate it. Or, or um, look at the environment you're in. So if there's high Wi-Fi or cell towers, or if you're having toxic uh, processed foods, those are all toxicities that you can decrease or eliminate. So decrease the toxicity that you're exposed to and increase nutrient sufficiency. This means the best source of nutrients for your bones are dark green leafy vegetables. Now, currently, 8 million women in the United States are diagnosed with osteoporosis. 2 million men suffer from it. So what is this? It's really the body's uh, breakdown process is happening more rapidly than its buildup process. I know it seems crazy, but you've got two aspects of metabolism. An anabolism, which means you're build up. Catabolism, which means you're breaking down. And you need this process on bones all the time. You need to build them up and break them down. Now, building them up, these are cells that live on the bone called osteoblasts. Uh, osteoclasts actually tear down the old bone. So, And what do bones do? Bones produce red blood cells. They support the body, balance, flexibility, and strength. They're vital. But osteoblast and osteoclast, blast, build, class, destroy. And you need that constant buildup and teardown of bones in order to have healthy bones. Now, what are bones? If you look at all joints, it's basically two bones coming together surrounded by a joint capsule, and that joint capsule is filled with synovial fluid. That fluid is a super nutrient of or superfiltrate of blood. Now, what about joints? Well, it's interesting when you look at this because some people will say, oh, um, those bones are thinning because you're getting older. And that's not true. Uh, if you look at, and this is called Kirkcaldy and Willis, Managing Low Back Pain, a brilliant, brilliant biomechanic book. This is one of the best biomechanic books. In fact, one of the ones I used back when I was teaching. And what they did is they took bones from old cadavers, bones from young cadavers, you know, from, from people that were old, people that are younger. And what they did is they put them through compression, torsion, everything, and they found out that many elderly joints, quote, proved to be just as strong in torsion or compression as the younger ones. Uh, furthermore, degenerated joints appear to be stiffer than normal, but fail before healthier ones. So this implies scar tissue or injury. So that means that degeneration is not degenerative disc disease like people have been calling it, but it's actually a body adapting to a trauma or an event. So when you're talking degeneration, arthritis, or look at how the body moves. We have to look at arthritic changes because those are changes in the structure. 
And it literally is uh, not a factor of aging. It's a factor of biomechanics. It's a factor of force loading. Now, I'm going to bring up a couple of uh, patients who 95 and 181, and they have slightly thinning of the bones, but their bone is actually very, very stable. Uh, now, let's look at the term or the difference between osteoporosis and osteopenia. Uh, <laughs> and this gets even weirder. Now, in 1992, in Rome, Italy, they had to define what osteoporosis was. And, and so they knew what normal kind of then they kind of knew what abnormal was, kind of. You see, when you're looking at different bone densities and you start doing what are called DEXA scans, and this is just scanning the wrist or the ankle, you know, uh, stress points. Uh, these little machines are not big enough to scan the hip or the pelvis or the bones of the spine, but they're taking an x-ray and they're, they're looking at what normal is, what abnormal is. Because when we look at our species, the heaviest bone density people on the planet are African males. The lightest bone density planet are Northern European females. Northern European females. So, um, is that normal for both of those um, the variations of our species? Absolutely, they are. Okay, so just because a Northern European female has less bone density, that is normal for them. Uh, just because the African-American male has a thicker bone density, that's normal for them. And in fact, when you push your body to the limit or you work really hard, your bones become stronger. So in 1992 in Rome, Italy, the World Health Organization had to define what normal was and what abnormal was. And they, de they defined it. The, so they knew kind of what absolute normal was basically, and they knew what, what pathology was, what abnormal was. However, there was a gray area where, just like I'm saying, normal bone density of a northern European female is very thin compared to a bone density of an African male. Those, those the northern European female, the African male, they're normal for both of those people. Okay, so you can't compare the northern European female to the African male and expect to have um, a similar comparison when it's normal for both of them. So in Rome, when they're trying to decide what osteoporosis was and what normal was, they came up with a term called osteopenia. Now, this was not supposed to be a medical term. Uh, it was just supposed to be for researchers. Now, what are they comparing? Well, when we look at this, there's T-scores and Z-scores. Now, the T-score is a normal reference um, based uh, using a 30-year-old of the same sex and same ethnicity. The World Health Organization recommends using data for a 30-year-old uh, white female for everyone. Now, I know you might be thinking, didn't I just say that white females, uh, Northern European, were the lightest bone density on the planet? Absolutely. Uh, so, so you're using one of the lightest, thinnest uh, examples to compare to. Uh, so anybody lighter and thinner than that would be abnormal. Now, however, um, the Z-score, which is an aged match normal, now, this means you're at, matching the age, sex, and ethnicity. 
at now also you can look at coexisting illnesses uh glucocorticosteroids or ther- steroid therapy can weaken bones uh hyperparathyroidism can weaken bones alcoholism can weaken bones lack of use can weaken bones we're going to go over a whole bunch of those but all of those it can um make an abnormal reading on the machine so when did all of this start happening well i got to tell you this is where the the interesting part of this comes from in 1995 um merck uh developed fosamax now this was the first non-steroidal uh non-hormonal treatment for uh, for thinning of bones because hormonal treatments actually cause cancer now they had to increase sales. So, so here, 1995, they got this great drug called Fosamax. Uh, now they want to get it to people. So what they had to do, they created the Bone Measurement Institute. Now this was a nonprofit institute established by Merck. However, it was headed by a Merck employee uh, named Jeremy Allen. So now he had no building. It was a total fabrication. It was created by Merck. In fact, the the Bone Measurement Institute um, was uh, Jeremy Allen's desk at Merck. So, so when you look at this, you say, "Well, wait a second. They created it." And so, what they do, what they did is, not only did they buy that, uh, Merck found cheap, small instruments. Okay, and this is going to be for wrist, forearms, heels. They're, they were called DEXCA scan machines, and they weren't really accurate. And in fact, Dr. Sanford Bain, president of the International Society for Clinical uh, Densimeters, uh, they said that these peripheral machines were not accurate. Well, Merck bought the company to measure peripheral machines at a really low price, then dissolved the company. Merck then funded the FDA um, uh, studies for smaller machines, the ones that, that Merck got. And then Merck got Medicare to pay for uh, Bone Mass uh, Medication Act, is what it was uh, called, in 1997. At, so think of this. you got a machine that, that checks ankles, and it's, it's very cheap and easy, but not real accurate. Merck gets this drug in 1995, and they can't sell it. So then they buy the scanners to give to the doctors to have the doctors uh, start scanning their patients except what they really needed was to have the government uh, get Medicare to pay for it. So Medicare actually passed the Bone Mass Medication Act in 1997. In 1997, Merck got the clearance for the FDA new version of its drug, the Fosamax. And this was a, a lower-dose drug for use with women with osteopenia. Think of that. So osteoporosis means you've got weak bones. Osteopenia was supposed to be used only for um, research purposes, but they've got the government to pay for this. I mean, just brilliant. So really, a diagnosis was born. So in 1994, before Mark um, came up with the, uh, the drug, with the biphosphate drug, Fosamax, there were about 77,000 people in America that had osteopenia. Now, osteopenia was a diagnosis that was born, okay, in Rome. It wasn't even a diagnosis. Uh, then, by 1999, and this, again, 77,094, 
it went up to 1.5 million annually by 1999. However, by 2017, there were 44 million people in America diagnosed with osteoporosis or osteopenia. Now, the sale of the peripheral machines went up by more than 500% at the same time. So a false... Um, a, a false uh, institute, nonprofit institute, Bone Measurement Institute, created by Merck in order to sell its drugs. They got the government to pay for uh, Medicare to pay for it. So everybody's making out. You got the medical doctors getting money from scanning and getting money from Medicare. You've got uh, Merck being able to sell its drug. Uh, and then you got people that were never diagnosed with um, osteoporosis or osteopenia before. Now everyone's being diagnosed with it. So what could possibly go wrong? It sounds like a win-win for everybody, except if you're taking the damn drug. That's right. It turns out that the Fosamax drug that Merck supplied um, limits osteoblast and osteoclast production. So now remember, you got these cells that build up bone. You got these cells that tear down bone. Well, that build up and tear down um, bone is actually a very healthy process for bone. So what the drug does, it limits that build up and limits the tear down. So the bone appears denser on the dens densimeter. However, it's more brittle. It's like looking at chalk. Chalk will look really good on a densimeter, but in torsional or compressional strengths, chalk will break. So it turns out that long-term use of Fosamax, or the drug used, the biphosphate drugs, used to strengthen bone, actually weaken the bone after five years. So that's right. You're given a drug for thinning of the bones that causes an increased risk of fracture. Uh, and if you look at rxlist.com, quote, the efficacy of Fosamax has not been established um, beyond two years duration. The greatest increase in bone mineral density occurs in the first year with maintenance or smaller gains in the second year. Efficacy of Fosamax beyond two years has not been studied. Wow. So all of this to sell a drug and convince people that they had a disease that doesn't even exist. Wow. Or it's caused by medication. So what you're going to hear with people that had it is, I fell down and broke my leg. Is that true? Well, not if they're taking Fosamax, because what generally happens is the leg breaks and then they fall down. Uh, now, studies linked to spontaneous bone fractures... Women taking Fosamax are 125 times more likely to suffer a fracture of their femur um, from falls than women not taking the drug. That's kind of a bummer, particularly if you're a, a medical doctor and your whole world is to prescribe drugs and you're prescribing a drug for someone who has thin bones, but then they start breaking their friggin' bones. Okay. And so, uh, yes, the drug is still on the market. Don't worry about that. And Medicare is still paying for the worthless scans. And the doctors are still making money. The only people that are paying the ultimate price are um, our population. So what does the TV tell you? 
Milk, it does a body good. Well, I got to tell you, no, it doesn't. Commercial dairy is completely sick dairy. See, in the old days, when we used to have healthy cows, the cows would live 20 years, and they would give milk when they were pregnant, just like all other animal species. However, we found a way to induce hormones into the cow. Now, that means the cow is perpetually pregnant, so they produce a tremendous amount of dairy. Of course, the dairy is toxic. It's called bovine growth hormone that we put in there. The dairy is so poisonous, we can't sell it in Europe. Uh, but, you know, in this country it's okay because we're not really running the government and the food supply system really isn't trying to keep us healthier. So we have commercial dairy. Now, according to the American Journal of Epidemiology, in 1994, consumption of dairy products was associated with an increased risk of hip fracture. Yeah, that's right. Also, 12-year-long nurses at Harvard Nurses Health Study uh, consumed the most calcium from dairy foods, broke the most bones than who rarely drank milk. That was a 12-year-long study. Uh, now, they studied 77,000 women from age 34 to age 59, and this was published in the American Journal of Public Health. These data do not support the hypothesis that higher consumption of milk or other food sources of calcium by adult women protect against hip or forearm fractures. So what causes these? What causes weakening of the bones? Well, if you're American and you're over 65, that's right, the sickest population of animals on the planet. If you smoke, if you're underweight, if you started menopause before age 45, if you have more than two drinks of alcohol several times a week, uh, if you balance is off, and if you're not physically active. Remember, if you don't use it, you lose it. Now, here's the huge aspect. What causes it? Um, medications that cause weakening of the blood. Obviously, chemotherapy and radiation. That destroys the bones. Um, steroids. And this is, they're given steroids for joint pain, for fibromyalgia. Any type of steroid medications weakens the bone. Thyroid medications. Now, how many people on the planet, particularly women, are in a physical, chemical, or emotional stress state. What that does, that makes the adrenal glands go up and the thyroid goes down low. And then these morons that aren't even looking at the actual physiology of the physical exam, they prescribe, uh, you know, um, levoxothyrene T4 usually. Uh, and even that, they're not looking at anything other than pituitary function through TSH, thyroid-stimulating hormone, and then they're looking at T3, T4 function. And if any of those things are imbalanced, these poor people are diagnosed with either hyper or hypothyroid. And no one's looking at the physical, chemical, or emotional stress, the adrenal fatigue, the nutrient deficiencies, the real underlying cause. It's just a rash of women are diagnosed with, a, with an abnormally functioning thyroid. They're given this drug because there's nobody doing an appropriate investigation, and that destroys the bones. When we're looking at seizure medications, um, gonadal hormone suppression uh, medications, antacids, antidepressants, high blood pressure medications, all of these things destroy bones. Now, what type of medical conditions destroy bones? Well, chronic lung disease, obviously, because if you have chronic lung disease, do it with me right now. Let's alkalinize our system. Take a deep breath in. Go, <gasps> then blow it out. <sighs> 
what you just did, you got rid of carbon dioxide, which is an acid, so you're alkalinizing the system. So obviously, if you have lung issues, that's going to be a weakening of the bone. Also, inflammatory bowel disease. Now, this is a common problem now. And in fact, I'm getting like six, seven, and eight-year-old kids with Crohn's disease. Okay, this is an inflammatory bowel condition. So what are their bowels inflamed from? You're talking vaccines, medication, toxic food, or compromised nerve supply. All of these things are weakening their bones. Vitamin D deficiency syndrome, multiple sclerosis, rheumatoid arthritis, all of these medical conditions. What about non anti-inflammatories? Not only do these decrease... Um, the proteoglycan production of the building block of cartilage, but it accelerates osteoporosis. It decreases production of blood cells, liver toxicity, eye toxicity. Um, it, it's insane. Now, let's say, well, I'm hurting. I need to get help, and I don't know to go to the chiropractor because my medical doctor told me to never let one of those witch doctors touch me. Okay, well, we, we'll talk about the ignorance there, but let's look at other stuff you can heal with. In 2009, there was a study done in India that found out that 500 milligrams of curcumin taken twice daily outperformed every non anti-inflammatory. There was a 2012 study to assess the efficacy and safety of curcumin in patients with active rheumatoid arthritis, and they found it was more effective than non anti-inflammatories. When we look at proton pump inhibitors, those cause osteoporosis. Fluoride, fluoridation of the water causes osteoporosis. Now, if you're saying, okay, great, man, I'm not going to do any fluoride. I have filtered water. I'm really good. Just hand me the Snapple. Okay, well, guess what Snapple's made from? Fluoridated water. What about Diet Coke, Hansen soda, Minute Maid orange juices made from fluoridated water? And God help us, Amstel Light beer is made from fluoridated water. Uh, rice streams, rice milk. So you've got to look really close at what's causing this. So what can you do? We've got four minutes left. I'm going to tell you. Vitamin K2, okay, which is in dark green leafy vegetables, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, um, collard greens, kale, fantastically good for bone formation. Um, and in fact, the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition said vitamin K intake in, in hip fractures reduces hip fractures and increases bone strength. 2000, there was another one in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition that said the vitamin, dietary intake of vitamin K. And again, this is all the dark green leafy vegetables, organic animal products such as organic butter. Um, uh, we're talking raw dairy from not the commercially produced cows. Fermented foods, uh, fermented vegetables are fantastically good for you. Then we look at movement. And I'm talking just get one of the um, rebounders, just a small trampoline. What that is, when you're jumping on it and you go down, your pressure increases. You go up, your pressure decreases. So jumping up and down on a trampoline, you're getting increased and decreased pressure all the time. That actually stim stimulates uh, your bone growth, helps detox your system. And then look at healthy sources of vitamin D. The sunlight is the greatest. However, nowadays, unless you're living in the southern hemisphere, we're in the winter, you've got to get vitamin D from other sources. Supplements are the best. 
uh, or you could have uh, uh, fresh wild salmon. Mackerel, um, shiitake mushrooms have high amounts of vitamin D3. Even whole organic milk. But in our area, between May and September, you need to have 15 minutes of bare arms or legs, and then you get appropriate sunlight exposure. But vitamin D is the key nutrient in not only decreasing risk of heart disease and cancer, but strengthening your bones. Absolutely essential. And then magnesium deficiency. Now, magnesium, this is a mineral used by almost every organ of the body, and if you've been taking an antacid, you are magnesium deficient. If it's not inside of your body, you're talking over 300 different are magnesium um, uh, involved in. And this is not just osteoporosis. This is neurologic disorders, fibromyalgia, depression and panic attacks, everything. So where can you get magnesium? By gosh, again, with the dark green leafy vegetables. This is not only a great source of calcium, great source of magnesium. You ferment those dark green leafy vegetables. It's a great source of vitamin K2. Then you get nuts and seeds. And again, with the macros, um, all of this stuff is vital. But look at exercise. Walking is the best thing in the world to do to strengthen bones. So when we put up proper nerve supply, regular exercise, proper nutrition, sufficient rest and prayer and meditation. Can you see it's that simple? You're designed to live on this planet. The fact that the medical world is trying to convince you that you're sick, weak, and stupid and effective, thank God for, for physicians out there, chiropractors, naturopaths, homeopaths, even some medical doctors are saying, hey, let's put the brakes on the psychotic system, that your body really is self-healing and self-regulating. I want you to look in the mirror when you walk by it and smile at your... You are brilliant and you're designed to live on this planet. Put the right stuff in, you get the right body out, and you can experience life. This is Dr. John Bergman. God bless you, and I love you. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.